Man, this is, <laughs> is Cortland Sutton, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, joined today by the trash man who has another very engaging topic that he's decided he wants to talk about this week. Fantasy stars that you'll be looking to avoid in your 2020 redraft leagues. Another just gift of a uh, search engine optimized uh, topic given to us. <laughs> by our marketing and branding overlords, but they've certainly been doing a good job. We appreciate everybody new that's tuning into the podcast here on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, wherever it is you're listening, and all the people who are also watching on YouTube, Periscope, et cetera. Uh, if you're listening on any, any of those platforms, if you can make sure and subscribe and you know, rate, review, do whatever, it is, you know, thumbs up on YouTube, all of it, all of it, all of it helps. Trash man, what the hell's going on, brother? Uh, I'm good. I'm kind of tired. I had a, I, I had, I had a, a late dinner with a beautiful girl who's far too young and far too beautiful for to deal with me. But um, <laughs> how does this? How does this keep happening? I don't know. I, I like. I think I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm easy to be around. Do you? Do you tell? Do you tell her at the? Do you, do you tell her at the very beginning how? Um, how how frugal you are. Or does no, that come out I, later? I mean, I'm not frugal with uh, with my with my uh, with the gifts that I give. Uh, I guess I guess I guess that's true. But you know, that only, gift giving time only comes a couple times a year. You know, what about the rest of the time? Whenever you're going to want to be digging <laughs> through the trash to go out to dinner and stuff. Oh, food is the one thing I'll spend. I'll spend copious amounts of money on. I will go to Uchiko. Two or three times a month, if I can. Now, if only you. Now, if only you'll buy a working, uh, a working <laughs> mobile phone, so she can get in contact with you to make those plans. Um, okay. No. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and Android for life. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that could be why why half the time it is never working. Um, let's get into. Let, let's do like we talked about. Let, let's do a mock draft simulation to start out the podcast, like we've been doing. I've updated the uh, I've updated the uh, cheat sheet to version 2.5 over on the website, and I'm not sure that 2.5 has been uploaded here into. Uh, let me just look and see if it's uploaded into Fantasy Pros or not. Regardless, we'll just we'll, we'll go through and do one. Uh, it randomly gave me the eighth position in a 12 team PPR league. Trash man, is that about where you where you'd want me to pick? Do you want me to pick from somewhere else? What do you think? Are there any spots you like spot. or hate or? I want the three? three spot. Yeah. All right. Pick from three. One quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, two flex. We'll be drafting against the expert consensus at Fantasy Pros, the composite ADPs of ESPN, Fantrax, RT Sports, and Fantasy Football Calculator, the best ball composite of best ball tens, 
and uh, FFPC and also the pre-draft rankings from Yahoo, ESPN, NFL.com. Okay, so I do have 2.5 PPR in here. We'll see what happens with this. What's sure to be an Ezekiel Elliott draft trash, man, at least from um, at least from hope. ones that have at least from ones that I've done so far. So let's see. So we got to go to filter to here. Ezekiel Elliott will be our top pick here with uh, the number three overall. And then this gets interesting, trash man. It looks like this is going to be a draft where we're sort of forced to take an early tight end, which I hate. But it looks like they've sort of fallen here to the middle of the third round. Since it's, it's recommended taking Clyde edwards Elaire. I'll bet you that Travis Kelsey will be gone, but I certainly don't want to take him next. We're going to start out with uh, – Oh, looks like Kittle and Kittle and uh, they took that problem Kelsey. away from us. Kittle and Kittle and Kelsey both went in the a couple of picks there before the beginning of the third. So we'll go with Odell Beckham here, who we have news about. Trash man, fully healthy. Odell Beckham, um, certainly something there. Fully healthy. Hopefully, the quarterback can get him the ball. Yep. Uh, let's see what happens here. Looks like Le'Veon Bell. Could, I continue get? I continue to think Le'Veon Bell in the fourth round is just fine. How how how, how comfortable are you with him there? I'm very comfortable with that. There are a few other running pizac- running back positions as safe as his in the league. Of course, with the cheat sheet, if you follow the three simple rules at the top of the sheet of the paper, an expert quality draft is guaranteed and a well-rounded draft. So far, 2.5 is really giving us a good one here from the three-hole. We'll take Devontae Parker with our second wide receiver pick, as pick 5.03. I do have some concerns about him, Trashman, uh, due to a tool that I have just now um, just now put the finishing touches on, or I'm still putting the finishing touches on, but... I have the structure of it made, and I'm going to talk. I'll show you guys here shortly and talk about a few of my initial takeaways from this tool. But a little worried about Devontae. That's Parker okay because we have AJ Green to get AJ Green here next. And let's just see. I hope. Oh, it looks like Kareem Hunt's going to follow us here in the seventh round too. Interestingly, Kareem Hunt, trash man, um, saying that he would love to sign a long-term deal with the Cleveland Browns, which is a Kareem Hunt dynasty owner in every league that I play in really makes me want to jump off a cliff. I mean, my whole point with wanting him so badly is he's still so young, 24, 25 years old. Get him on a new team next year. He's going to be the lead back in the top five back in fantasy. I do not want him to stay with the Cleveland Browns. And, you know, I'm, 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 I'm eating it this year. I'm, 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 I'm eating it on the front end by going after Kareem Hunt right now because I want the – uh, all, all, all the fun and excitement there on the on the back end whenever he goes to like Tampa Bay or something next season. Um, how would you feel if, if make- Kareem Hunt were going to stay in Cleveland? Like you probably wouldn't be as high on him in Dynasty as you are currently, right? Probably not as high, but honestly, I think he could maybe win that starting starting job eventually. With the next pick here, we have a choice between Darius Slayton and Keyshawn Vaughn. I think Darius Slayton's going to stick around here, despite. Uh, despite what the the numbers are telling me here. So I'm going to go ahead and go with Keyshawn Vaughn because if Darius Slayton's not available, I do think Emmanuel Sanders will be. Yep, it looks like Emmanuel Sanders will not be, but Darius Slayton will be. So this draft is going excellently so far. I like the uh, I like the balance of it. Glad that we waited on tight end and weren't forced to take one earlier because right now we can take Jared Cook here at the, what, the end of the 10th round, pick 10-10. So we'll fill out Jared Cook here. We'll get uh, Deshaun Jackson uh, on board. Now, another guy, we have Robbie Anderson ranked 
after Deshaun Jackson, just because I have Deshaun Jackson pushed up a little bit artificially because I want to make sure that we get him here in the I 11th like, round. I, mean, I think Deshaun Jackson might lead the Eagles in receiving this season. I think if he stays healthy, I think he will too. They have a lot to, they, they have a lot to, they just, look, they have a lot of players to get the football out to. Right. But I think Jalen Rager has a lot to learn and, um, I'm not sure he's going to come on as hot as some people are saying. I know Adam Kaplan had the report earlier this week that he thought he was going to lead that team in receptions. And I just I, – I think that um, – I love Kaplan. I, and I know I plugged in he is there with Philadelphia. I think it's a little bit far-fetched. We get Aaron Rodgers here at our quarterback in the tw- at the end of the 12th round. It's crazy how this stuff continues to go like this. It looks like the cheat sheet's wanting us to take a backup quarterback here. So I'll take Daniel Jones. That's fine. And then uh, we'll see who's left here at the end. It looks like it's going to be probably Brandon Ayuk, who looks a little bit more appetizing now, Trash Man, because we do have um, we do have now Debo Samuel, who had the looks like he's going to have a Liz Frank foot. foot procedure, which is never any good. So this fantasy football team here using the cheat sheet version two point five. Um, Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback. The running back is the running backs are Ezekiel. I'm sorry, the quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers and Daniel Jones. The running backs are Ezekiel Elliott, Clyde Edwards-Elaire, Le'Veon Bell, Kareem Hunt, Keyshawn Vaughn. The wide receivers are Odell Beckham, Devontae Parker, A.J. Green, Darius Slayton, Deshaun Jackson, and Brandon Ayuk. The tight end is Jared Cook. It is as simple as following the three simple rules. On the very top of the sheet of paper, an expert quality draft is guaranteed. The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet version 2.5, now available at rosterwatch.com. The epic cheat sheet that changed fantasy football forever is back only at rosterwatch.com. Just follow the three simple rules, guys. It could not be easier. The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet, only at rosterwatch.com. All right, trash man. Something else available at rosterwatch.com I wanted to kind of show real quick. And I will share this screen because I'm not done with it yet. But you can, I, I, we like, we like showing the people how the how the sausage is made. Even though Trashman doesn't eat much sausage, because Trashman <laughs> stays, Trashman stays a little bit kosher. Um, or do you, do you call it kosher? Kosher's. Uh, I mean, I I I I don't dig on swine, as uh, as Samuel Jackson's character from uh, Pulp Fiction would say. All right, so this tool is awesome. I do it every year. Basically, what it is is uh, we go through and we get our DB rankings, our DB coverage rankings for each uh, cornerback and each nickelback in uh, fantasy. Then we go through and we look at the alignments for these um, – or in, in the NFL, and then we look at the alignments of these wide receivers and then juxtapose an NFL schedule onto a grid like this. So these are the guys that I haven't gotten to, right? I haven't gotten to Minnesota through Washington yet, but I've done the first – First, maybe first half of teams, Arizona through Miami. And basically, just based on what we know, clearly we can't project um, we can't project in advance, this far in advance, what the exact cornerback wide receiver matchups are going to be. But what we can project is who these guys are likely to see on a plurality of their routes. The data is available to us pretty easily. Sports Info Solutions, PFF, et cetera, where these guys are lining up, who traditionally shadows if they do shadow, uh, who's, which wide receivers generally in the slot, which of these guys projects to be the nickel corner, um, sides of the football field, alignment data, and general trends. 
you can look at them on a case by case places basis for all these guys. And even if you even if these wide receivers won't be on these cornerbacks for all of their routes, you know, in these football games, or maybe not even in a majority sometimes. So there are a lot of teams that, that simply don't shadow. But we can we've we've done this for a few years and you know, looking back and back testing it, it's generally been pretty solid with with the these guys who are going to be on these others for at least a plurality of, of the time. And so when we look at this, let me just make a copy of this so I can I can uh so how do I make a copy? Do I just duplicate? Because I want to sort these and then talk to you, trash man, about the guys who have the hot the the easiest uh cornerback wide receiver matchup projection ske- schedules to start and the guys who have the toughest ones. And now, as long as I'm doing that, I might as well stop the screen share because we don't want to give away. We don't want to give away all the all the secret sauce. But here's the guy who has the easiest schedule, trash man, at least so far. And that it looks like it's going to be Marvin Jones, uh, due to your guy Kenny Galladay. Probably, I mean, we haven't we, we've seen that whenever Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones are on the field at the same time, there's been at least one team that has taken the who at that point in time was their best cornerback, you know, skills wise in Xavier Rhodes. Now Xavier Rhodes, of course, now in, in Indianapolis Colt and now, now shitty. But um, when he, even when he was good during the Rhodes closed like time, um, they would put Xavier Rhodes on Marvin Jones and, and not on Kenny Galladay, the Minnesota Vikings twice a year. We have John M in, in uh, the chat asking if you got the hat for, for free, which is the exact John M, this exact same damn thing that I asked Trash me before we started this. I said, what does that even mean? He doesn't even know what it means. His, his, his hat says, his hat says team, what MPS, MSD. MSD. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, what if that's a horrible, you know, hate, hate group or something like what if it's something terrible? I don't think they would have that much style. I mean, it's it's nice is that well, is is that stylish? Like oh, it's quarter. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, that's definitely not a hate group. That group's real, real granola crunchy. I bet. <laughs> Marvin Jones. I, think, uh, I so, think it's like an investment capital group or something like that. Sure. Look, man, Marvin Jones. The only really tough matchup. On his whole entire schedule that we can really write in, he gets it twice with Jair Alexander. And the only reason it feels like he'll get Jair Alexander is because if you look up the reports from last year, um, they liked getting Ke- the the uh, the Green Bay Packers like getting Kevin King on. Um, let's see, they liked getting Kevin King on Kenny Galladay because he, they felt like that was a, a better size matchup. So Jair Alexander, who's more of a better kind of shutdown corner, uh, going to be on him. But other than that, I mean, he's got he has he has let's see he has a rookie he has a uh, to start out the season. Um, he has a uh, the uh, Johnson the uh, rookie that the Bears took I believe at the beginning of the of the of the second round. Uh, Byron Murphy in week three, who would be the number two for the Arizona Cardinals, who. Definitely wasn't good last year when you look at the uh, yards per coverage snap and things like that. Janoris Jenkins, who's now a saint, who could, who's completely fallen off. You know, you want the opposite side of, of Marshawn Lattimore there with that thing. He'll have his bye week in week five. In week six, he'll have a rookie. Now, a first-round rookie, but a rookie nonetheless in C.J. Henderson when they take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The very next week, he will have another rookie, a first-round rookie that was – very much thought to be overdrafted by the Atlanta Falcons and AJ Terrell week eight. He'll have Xavier Rhodes, who he is 
of the aforementioned Xavier Rhodes, a shell of the former self, who he just sat down and called son at least once on Thanksgiving that I can remember. And there were other big games that he had against Xavier Rhodes. Uh, another wide receiver, another rookie that he'll Marvin have. Jones, Marvin Jones is a little bit scary to me just because, I mean, like it's been two straight seasons that he's ended on injured reserve. I understand. I understand. But let me go through the rest of this. Just can I go through the rest of this? Uh, Because in in week nine, he'll have a uh, he'll have another um, he'll have another rookie in Jeff Gladney, who was taken by the Minnesota Vikings sort of as the you know, as they try to replace Xavier. He's 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 going to have three rookies. In a this this span from week six to through week ten, he'll have rookie, rookie, Xavier Rhodes, rookie, and then Ronald Darby, who's one of the worst, is probably the worst corner in the league right now. Um, then after that, he'll have Eli Apple, who's really not that good uh, in a new spot in Carolina. After that, he'll have Bradley Roby, who was simply just not not good. Uh, not good last season for the uh, for the Houston Texans. He does have a l- little bit of speed as far as his actual pedigree, but uh, Bradley Roby not very good. After that, he'll have Kyle Fuller, who is a good who is a good corner. He'll have Kyle Fuller for the for the Bears, who is a good corner. He'll finish off finally with uh, Jair Alexander in Week 14, which is tough. Week 15, he'll have Malcolm Butler, Tennessee Titans. Uh, is he still good? Uh, He's getting up there, uh, and then in the so final is Jones. right in the final week of this fantasy season, he'll have Sean Murphy Bunting. Uh, I believe that is yeah. So Carlton Davis will probably be on Kenny Galladay on that. That is they face the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I kind of think Tampa Bay. Whenever you dig into the numbers of it, when the first matchup tool comes out, we're going to be a little bit more wary of that Tampa Bay pass defense than a lot of people are when they're just basing it on last year's finish. They've they've done they've done some things, and, and Todd Bull is. Todd Bowles has coached up that group to be a dominant run defense front. I think with some of the pieces they have on the back end, uh, Sean uh, Murphy Bunting, Carlton Davis coming into his own, and then the third corner and Jamel Dean. If you who, with the speed uh, aspect, he, Jamel Dean's a four three guy. If you want to move Sean Murphy Bunting into the slot at that point in time, it, they become a little bit tougher to throw on. So Marvin Jones. Up here at the very top of the list. I also thought what was really interesting. So just your take on Marvin Jones, just in, in general. Well, like I was should saying, we be I mean, looking at getting him? What do you think? I think I think you can get pretty good value on him. I mean, like I said, he ended the last two seasons on injured reserve with leg injuries. Yep. And he's he's 30 or he'll be 30. That makes me feel season. so old, man. I remember sitting and talking to him at the combine about where his girlfriend wanted him to get drafted to. And he's like, I don't know, man. Like, we just want to move somewhere. He's just such a young kid. He's 30 now. It's wild. Yeah, so, I mean, he's in a good position. I think if Matt Stafford finishes the season, like I was saying in my post I made yesterday, I think Kenny Galladay with the full season with Matt Stafford is going to be a top five wide receiver in the league. So I feel like Marvin Jones has a good chance to provide, to return a lot of value if he can stay healthy. Of course, we uh, of, of course the article Trash Man is talking about you can find at our website rosterwatch.com along with all of our premium tools and services and our community there that's starting to kick up a little steam and kick up a little dust again with a bunch of their dynasty questions. So definitely love uh, hearing and seeing from all you guys over there. And uh, if you're not a pro member of rosterwatch.com, please go and give it a look. Now would be an excellent time to sign up with some of these new tools I'm getting ready to put up and 
some of the stuff we put up already. Trash me. It's, it's getting to be time. We're we're in we're at that point of season where I'm I'm having to get all of the draft tools ready. Uh, believe believe it or not, you're about to have to start making some draft tools too. Um. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it all comes to fruition. Okay. Uh, here we have in the second place of at least the first half of these players that have gone so far. He was in last place last year. One of the reasons we were completely off and we had a complete fade of Robbie Anderson. Um, his schedule looks looks dynamite. The only real question I had when looking at the Carolina Panthers, okay, Robbie Anderson didn't play in the slot much last year, right? No. DJ Moore didn't play as much in the slot as I as I originally envisioned. Um, whenever I looked at it, I said, "Boys, uh, so how do we how do we?" You know, and, and this is one of those teams that's really hard to project who's going to be on who. It's kind of like the, the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Where Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, they all played almost 50% of their snaps in the slot. So how are you going to project right. who's on who? It's, it's kind of really hard. It's almost just kind of like uh, you kind of put the number one guy on Tyreek Hill and then you go with the size speed stuff for the other two. Like who's the fastest? You put that guy on McCole Hardman. Who's the biggest? You put that guy on Sammy Watkins. You know, it's, it's a hard, you know – no hard and fast way to do with those guys, but I found it a little bit hard to break out these Panthers guys, but with DJ Moore, whenever we look at his, let me just look and see what his slot rate from last season was. Um, So I've got David Moore. I've gotten Jason Moore. I've got DJ Moore. He was only in the slot 15.7% of the time last season. Do you find that a little weird? I just I mean, look, not, whatever, not really considering. I mean, I feel like Curtis Samuel. I feel like he was in the slot a lot role. more than that. No, and so do I. And so that's kind of how I went through it. I, I said, look, we're probably going to get the big alpha corners on DJ Moore, who are not necessarily the big speed corners. I think we'll put to get the speed corners on Robbie Anderson, right? And I think if your speed corner is your alpha, your alpha corner, and your other corner maybe is a corner who's maybe not a speed corner but has a little bit of size and a little bit of length to him, even though you know DJ Moore is sub six feet tall, but he's kind of the, he's kind of the biggest out of all those guys, right? I mean, Robbie Anderson's as thin as thin, thin thin as a pencil. So, right. um, so I feel like I feel like my the you know my reasoning for each week for who's going to see the plurality of coverage snaps against Robbie Anderson is, is pretty good here. And he only really has a couple of, a couple of tough matchups. One of the ones that we talked about earlier, sort of Tampa Bay, their speed guy, Jamel Dean, uh, looks like he, he'll be tough from a speed perspective. Uh, Robbie Anderson will also get, he only, what's, what's, what's interesting is he's, he's probably going to get, he'll probably get Marshall and Lattimore when they face uh, New Orleans, because I would think that maybe Janoris Jenkins would be the matchup they'd like better for for over for DJ Moore. For more, yeah, yeah, just get a little bit more speed on on Robbie Anderson, and um, but he, they only have to face those guys once in the regular. They they'll face uh, they'll face the the Carolina Panthers will face the New Orleans Saints once in week seven and once in week seventeen. He'll also get Jair Alexander once in week fifteen, but. Other than that, I mean, he's got he gets guys like Trayvon Mullen, probably Desmond King, Robert Alford, uh, the two rookies, Terrell and Johnson, in two consecutive weeks. He'll get Terrell, so he'll get Terrell twice because um, I think it's very I think it's very very unlikely that the um, that the that the Atlanta Falcons won't have Isaiah Oliver on DJ Moore, so he'll likely be getting a rookie for two straight weeks, and then he'll also get um, Desmond Trufant who is now 
Um, who's Trufant? Oh, the Lions now. So he's no longer even with the with 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 the Falcons, but he has not been good. Um, Brashad Breeland, whenever they play the KC Chiefs, has not been good. Um, so, oh, and he he also gets Ronald Darby on this schedule. If if, if you get Ronald Darby on this schedule, you're going to be pretty high up. Your thoughts on Robbie Anderson this year? Can can Teddy Bridgewater do anything to to um, to to support that guy? I feel like he'll have – it'll be a boomer bust season, boom and bust season for, Robert, for Robbie Anderson. And really for all those receivers, I feel like they're more dynasty plays this season. I, do, I don't feel particularly great about any of them in season-long leagues as far as consistency goes. With Teddy Bridgewater, uh, I guess DJ Moore would be the closest thing to that. So Robbie Anderson, yeah, I he'll Hands have off. some really great games. Yeah, but I, yeah. I'm – I'm not really. It's gonna be hard week to week. Maybe in best ball, right? Maybe that's such yeah. a cop out. But I mean, it's like, it's like saying it's like when we get into the season and, and we're talking DFS, we talk about a play. It's like oh, maybe in a tournament, but it's, it's just a cop yeah. out. It's kind of like, kind of saying that you you don't have any conviction in it, but it could hit. Um, okay, um, just I'll, I'll I'll just read you the names of the other few guys here and something interesting to mention trash man i know i've only done half of these guys so far i'll get the other half done and get this up at roster watch for our pro members by the weekend uh in case you want to be you know staying indoors and doing mock drafts this this weekend which definitely sounds appealing to me if you're uh, in texas or, or yeah. florida yeah because it's yeah because it's so hot outside right now <laughs> that's right uh so with kenny galladay he's in the top Eight of this group with like 30, Kenny Gaudet and Marvin Jones both have pretty good schedules, which makes which really makes me like Matthew Stafford and makes me want to move him up on the cheat sheet above Daniel Jones. He needs to be above Daniel Jones, yeah. doesn't he? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, see, well, these are the things these are the things that we discuss as we go through the, you know, there are things that just kind of that became very clear to me just now. It's like what what why the why on earth am I taking uh, I'm just I'm gonna make that change right now for version 2.6. Um, I'm gonna get Matthew Stafford above Daniel Jones. We're starting a bunch of starting a bunch of Matthew Stafford. Okay, uh, as as probably as our quarterback too. Um, okay, let me just read you out some of these names though before they come before Kenny Galladay, and you just give me your quick hit thoughts for great schedules. Michael Gallup, do you care? He's gonna have a, he's gonna he, he's he's gonna have a good schedule. The more and more you look at it, the more and more you realize that CeeDee Lamb's gonna be playing a ton out of the slot. Yeah, no, I I feel like Gallup is the third dog in the race for the Cowboys right now. I I feel about him like I kind of do about Robbie Anderson. He'll have some good games, but I I don't see him being I don't see him having the year that it, that he had last season or Close Anthony Anthony Miller. Easy. easy I like schedule. Miller. If Nick Foles is the quarterback, I really like Anthony Miller this season. Be just Nick because, Foles of, loves about, the just because of right. Yeah, I think Miller plays about plays out of the slot about sixty percent of the time. More than that, uh, Anthony Miller I plays out was, of the slot. Uh, was it more than that last that, season? La- last season it was. I, 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 the only reason I'm saying that is because the. This shit's all real fresh on my mind. Seventy-seven point seven percent of the time okay. out of the slot last year. So, um, yeah, it, it's an easy schedule for Anthony Miller. It's actually trash man. It's an easy schedule for Allen Robinson too. Um, 
he's he's actually number five on this list of half of these so far. So if it holds up like this, it stands to reason he could be you know top ten out of the seventy or so players that we're going to be analyzing here, which is a is appealing, I guess, but. For the same reason I like Matthew Stafford with these easy wide receiver schedules kind of on tap for him. I'm not sure I can get behind Mitchell Trubisky or Nick Foles and anything other yeah. than key quarterback is super flex. I mean, I'll say uh, the Bears offense kind of revolves around Allen Robinson. Other guys kind of up here that are being drafted highly. I, I, I mentioned Kenny Galladay. His schedule looks relatively easy. And you guys can look, go to the side and look at the rest. But just a couple of guys with really hard schedules, trash me, and the hardest schedule of all um, – when we project it out looks to be Robert Woods. Um, everybody he sees schedule? what the most difficult schedule you said. Yeah. Yeah. Every, everybody he sees is, is tough. The only relative matchups, he, like he'll have Fabian Moreau one week, which is borderline. I mean, I think Kyle Fuller, we talked about earlier. He's pretty, pretty good actually, but that's kind of rated out on our scale as a borderline one. The only easy one he really has is in week 15, when he'll go up against Pierre Desir, who is now a New York Jet. But, man, he's got Chidobe Awuzie, Darius Slade, Tredavious White, James Bradbury, Richard Sherman, Kyle Fuller, Byron Jones, Quentin Dunbar, Carlton Davis, Richard Sherman, Patrick Peterson, Stephon Gilmore, and Shaquille Griffin, uh, all on the docket. And with some of those guys, it's like if you're not getting Shaquille Griffin, you're getting Quentin Dunbar. It's like that's a a tough, tough schedule for old Bob Bob Woods this year, man. And I know people – Good news for for Josh Reynolds' owners. Hey, it is. It's good news for Cooper Cup too probably, right? Good news. Maybe. Could be good news for for Tyler Higbee and just the fact that they could be – I think Tyler Higbee is going to have a great great year anyway. Yeah, I I do too. All right. Speaking speaking of great years, let's talk about some fantasy stars that have had great years in the past – that you are looking to avoid this season in fantasy football. Okay. The first of those is going to be Mark Andrews of the Ravens. He's right too, now. he's too expensive. Too people expensive. Talk about, people talk about how there's a big three at the tight end position. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like if we've forgotten all about Zach Ertz, I realize that Dallas Goddard's there. I realize that Miles Sanders is going to play siphon off some of that competition, but Winston Ertz do have a, they have a connection unlike anybody else, you know, and, um, and not that I'm getting any Zach Ertz, not that I'm getting any Mark Andrews, not that I'm getting any of those. That was a close call earlier with that simulation trash. I mean, it felt like I might be having to, um, might be having to take a take a swallow a bit of a bitter pill. But having to take one of those tight ends in, in the third round, I felt bad about it. I mean, um, with Mark Andrews, I, I feel like I don't, I don't want never had to do with Mark Andrews anywhere around that there. Yeah, you, he, you have to draft him too early. Um, he has never had a game with double-digit targets Yeah, so far in his career. And he's – I mean, he's come up with single-digit um, PPR points in, in six of the games last season. It, it does help that Hayden Hurst is no longer there, but I think it's just too rich for my blood right now. Yeah, I, I get it. It's too rich for my blood too. Uh, I mean, I just I, I gave you my I gave that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty low volume passing attack. I understand that I understand that you know Lamar Jackson loves him. I understand he's a great player. I, I thought so, dating back to having to watch him, you know, be in Oklahoma Sooner in college. I mean, it's like they got a bunch of Sooners on that team, a bunch of Sooners up there in the AFC North, really, right? 
Mixing is everywhere. Yeah, I guess so. Not does the only kind of like saying there are like a bunch of buckeyes ev- buckeyes everywhere. Yeah, that's true. We need to get back to having a bunch of longhorns everywhere, trash man. No, good luck with that. <laughs> All right. What's up? What's we, up next? We, we, we make we make them soft down here. Uh, uh Cortland Sutton. Good. Just with a good Jerry call. Judy, KJ Himmler. I just, and he's not. And, he had 100, 125 targets last year. I don't think he gets. I don't think he gets near that this season. Brutal, brutal schedule too, trash man. Because you got to figure. You know, I, I was thinking about this one too. I don't think Jerry. I I, I think Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy play outside, right? Mm-hmm. No, they'll, they'll get moved. Judy will get moved to the slot a little bit, but they'll play outside. And you got to think the teams are going to roll the kind of the alpha, the alpha number one corner onto Cortland Sutton, right? That just kind of seems like the way it's going to be, unless there's a shift towards the end of the season. I did with some of these division opponents with Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, like when they face, uh, like when they face, let's say, uh, the the Chargers and they get Chris Harris and Casey Hayward. I, I put Casey Hayward on one guy for one matchup and Chris Harris on the other guy for the other matchup, right? So, so it's kind of even it out because we we truly don't know exactly how that's how that's going to go. But uh Corlin Sutton, I mean, he gets he gets Adore Jackson, Joe Hayden, Carlton Davis. He gets an easy matchup in Pierre Desir in week four. Then he gets uh, just a I mean a murderer's row of two games going against Stephon Gilmore and then Byron Jones. After that, he'll get the Chiefs, Charvarius Ward, then he'll have a bye week. After that, Isaiah Oliver, which should not be that hard for him coming out of the bye, but then moving forward from there. So it'll be Prince of Mukamara, uh, Casey Hayward, Marshawn Lattimore, and then at the very end of the season, the final two games, Tredavious White, and then either Casey Hayward or Chris Harris. So it's like, that's a tough schedule. I mean, that, like, and, and, those, and those are cornerback matchups that we could do. I mean, it's really hard to project that far ahead and some of those guys could get hurt or stuff stuff, but that's a, that's a tough, that's tough. That's tough. And those are, and, and, and those are pre- predictable matchups. True that on top of everything yeah, else, Michael Yeager, KJ, KJ Hamler, like all these guys coming in. What is, what does Michael Yeager say? Trash me. Much social I can social distance based on the <laughs> chats bill. That's how I do it. It's I like that. Uh, people and like it. And if it hits as soon as it, you know, makes contact what do they do with that thing like over in europe like that thing that they do for the morons where they give them a hat they treat you like a moron and they make like little pvc pipes come out three feet on each side in the front and the back so you physically can't get within range of people i mean why not just set, why not set the fucking tables six feet apart what are you doing this for i mean you can't trust people I don't, people I put this goofy I, hat people get too close close anyways people are close talkers i've i've always said people are fucking punishers trash man i've been telling you this for years people people when you meet them they fucking punish you they get up close they talk to you about shit you don't care about they talk loudly <laughs> they, they get too close i uh, see i I've, i i was way ahead I, I of my like, time i feel like larry david's character on curb your enthusiasm was partially based based on your uh social interaction i was ahead of my time i was ahead of my time <laughs> I was a. I, I was. You've been I, I social was, distancing for the past two decades. I, it is. It truly has been a feature of my adult life. <laughs> Who'd want to get close to trash? Oh, you'd be surprised. 
You didn't, you, you didn't, you didn't hear Trash Man's story earlier. He had a date with a, a, a date with a girl that's far too young and far too attractive, which is always the case. It's far too cockamamie. You have any more of these cockamamie players you're looking to avoid? Stars that you're looking to avoid in, tw- in 2020 leagues? This ever so interesting topic that we made sure to leave at least a few a few minutes to talk about at the very end of the pod. <laughs> well, it's Tyler Boyd. And some of them looking to avoid this season. Is it just because you think the, T. Higgins is good? T. Higgins is good. A.J. Green is back. All the games yep. that Ty, Tyler Boyd's best games last season where he had 60 or more yards all came in losses where they're playing come from behind. And I just don't see him playing that role this season. I mean, I, I think the offense is going to be better, one. And I think A.J. Green is the guy that they go to in uh, that they'll go to in high pressure situations for the most part. I just don't Tyler Boyd won't be, in my opinion, the safety valve that he has been. Yeah, uh, Michael Yeager, again, is he's 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 doing a lot of talking here in the comments. But what he's saying is he's saying all the guys you're talking about are guys that I have in my dynasty leagues. Like these aren't necessarily players that. Whenever I talk about these schedules, this is just for this year, you know, like so for Dynasty, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, Trashman has good reasons for avoiding Tyler, Tyler Boyd, though, I think this season and kind of moving forward. Right. Um, if T Higgins is the eventual. I don't know. Trash. What do you think about Tyler Boyd from a from a from a Dynasty perspective? Are you also sort of in a void at this point? How old well, is Tyler I kinda, Boyd? Kind of depend. I think he's what, probably 26, 26. No, he'll be tw- he'll be twenty. Yes, he's a little younger than I thought. He'll be twenty six on on November fifteenth. I mean, it kind of all depends. I think he's on fine. AJ Green does. I think it's, I it's, think it's, he'll it's be fine. okay, but I just don't think he's going to have the monster year that he had last season. Just since I have this cornerback stuff on my mind, one thing to keep in mind there in the AFC North is these nickel corners have have gotten. Have gotten better. Uh, Cleveland has got has gotten Kevin Johnson. They're going to play him at the nickel. That's a, you know, we remember him as a first round pick uh, a while back. You know what the Ravens are going to do against Tyler Boyd, and that is probably put Marcus Peters on AJ Green and move Marlon Humphrey into the slot. That's what they did last year. Um, you know, was they moved Marlon Humphrey into the slot? Um, so he'll get him. And then also when you when you play the Steelers, you got to do that twice. And if you look at the numbers behind Mike Hilton, what he was able to do um, last season, and also you know once the Steelers got got uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, they got a lot tougher against slot wide receivers as well. So AFC North not the best place this year, certainly worse this year for slot wide receivers than it was last. Do you have any more of these guys that you're looking to avoid? Well, we've talked about a couple of them, kind of by happenstance. One of those is Michael Gallup who I'm looking to avoid where, where, where most people are drafting him right now. I feel like this He's is being taken be- before CD lamb <laughs> and CD lamb is better than Amari Cooper. <laughs> it's so we'll stupid. Find out. They'll find out. They'll find it's out. So, it's just so dumb, but he's a guy moving and Dalvin cook to some extent I'm avoiding right now. Just considering oh. some of the players that you can get at. Dal- think have similar upsides. Who has a similar upside to Dalvin Cook who you can get later? I feel like Kenyon Drake does. 